is Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. What's up, everybody? This is Drink of Ages radio show. Hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskrash, the producer. Sitting over here, got snack bowls ready. <laughs> right? you, you couldn't have waited. Right when we started, man, bust out some, some cashews. It doesn't work well when you're, when you're trying to do a radio show because it just, that crunching sound, you know, it's not, that, it's not the greatest thing when you're driving around in a car. Not as bad as Doritos, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is Drink of Ages radio show, your show about... Yeah, some delicious beers, uh, some badass music, and the show's going to tie all that, you know, just so what it's going to be this week. Last week we got a little serious, we had to talk about beer laws and some changes that need to happen, uh, some of the direction that some of uh, uh, the lobbyists are going, good and bad, and so check out last week's show, you can find it on drinkofages.com or iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of those, and... Uh, man, it's it's a there's a pretty good little battle going on that can absolutely help breweries in Texas. So Craft Modernization Act. Yeah, there's yeah from one that breweries if you're a manufacturing brewery you can't sell beer to go and crazy. It just doesn't even make much sense. And so, uh, so we we gonna kind of talk about that with these guys because uh, actually there's a lot to talk about uh, later on the show. Though we will have photon mechanics. They're playing here. Drink of Ages Pub, Saturday night. So, yeah, you want to come out here? If you know, all their music is going to be played throughout the show. Uh, it's a really badass, funky rap. And so stop in. Saturday night free show here at Drink of Ages with Photon Mechanics. A couple of my buddies I've known for a long time. So I'm sure there's going to be some really bad stories brought up. Nice. Sounds good. That, uh, that we're going to have to edit out because... You know, mom does listen to it, and a lot of these things happen at my mom's house. So, oh. But hanging out now, True Anomaly Brewing is uh, sitting here at Drinking Bates Pub with us. We have Tom Allstrom, Michael Duckworth, and Ben Stahl. Correct. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Well, it's, uh, it's good to see you guys uh, hanging out at the pub because there's some really good news, man. It's, it's um, I, We were talking earlier this this week last week i was like well how far out are you guys you're like a couple weeks it's like hold on a second we need we need to have you guys on the show to really uh to discuss what's going on because this has been a it's been a nice little journey yeah it's been a uh, it's been a little bit of a broken record we keep on saying (laughs) a couple weeks it's it's coming it's true this time but this time time. the beer says so this time the only thing only thing you're waiting on is the beer to be ready yeah, man, we That's got right. into production last week. Uh, brewed uh, yeah. Monday through Thursday. Tom, we uh, our first week in production. We brewed four days in a row. I'm not sure if that's the smartest move to, uh, that we've ever made, but the beers are tasting great. They're on their we way. Jump right in. We got to jump right in. Yes. So yeah, so we brewed our first day, our first batch last week on Monday. Our grisette, 
Um, that's in the fermenter now. We followed that up with uh, a rye saison, and then our uh, house IPA, and then the fourth one was wild IPA. Wild IPA. Wild IPA. Yeah. So that's the right. uh, the rye saison and the wild IPA are both uh, sitting in some beautiful fooders right yep. now. Uh, Tom glanced over that, but it's a very important piece of our business That's and correct. and something special that we're doing for Houston. Uh-oh. So uh, I think uh, we're we're trying to get as much of a kind of cellaring program started up as soon as possible. And two of our first four beers were straight into fooders there. Wow. That's right. Yeah, we got two 12-barrel fooders in our barrel room, uh, so we can do active fermentation in those. That's what we're gonna basically gonna run saisons through those, run Berliners through those, do some uh, fruiting of sours and stuff in those. Uh, fill that barrel room up as quick as we can. So we're, we're just working on getting the... We got eight beautiful stainless steel bright tanks in our tap room as well. So we're going to be serving beer directly out of those. Um, so we're hoping to move the Grisette and the House IPA into those uh, in the next few days here and get those on and hopefully be open here soon in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Is that the... <laughs> Sooner mean, than that. At this point, are you, are you guys actually waiting on the beer to be ready to open yeah. or are there still... No, that's literally what we're waiting on. We're, uh, no, we're yeah. just waiting we're, on that grisette to finish out. I mean, it's it's, it's gravity's nice and low, but we're just letting it clean up. And right now, the beer is speaking to us. We're just gonna follow what the beer tells us to do. And so once that grisette's ready, we're gonna move it. I mean, we're we're ready to open. Other than that, there's lots of balls in the air. We're you know we're finishing out final touches on the tap room and getting our certificate op- occupancy and all those those little steps. So, but it seems like yeah, everything's gonna coalesce around that that couple weeks out kind of time frame so we're yeah. close yeah i feel confident about that i feel good about it yeah, yeah. 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 why not you have to yeah. <laughs> you're making beer right now that, that's 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 like a very gigantic step of having a, a brewery open up yeah so i mean there, there's a lot of other hurdles that that you guys had to go through in order to get to this point but the the, the you're at the finish line right? yeah it's so, say so what else you know, let's just let's just go ahead and just get the beer made get people in some seats yeah, start drinking some beers. We're super stoked to be in production right now. Uh, we started in June of last year on uh, getting the construction started up. It's been, you know, long road. I'd say we finished the majority of that up here at the end of the, the, the year. And, you know, we've been really ramping up, cleaning everything up around the, uh, the brewery, getting the tanks passivated, cleaned out, ready to do what we need to do. Started up last week. Now that you said, like you said, we have production going strong and uh, you know as Tom indicated we uh, we're really letting the quality of the beer talk to us so we're not trying to rush anything it doesn't need to be rushed if it's good we'll put it on if it's not you know we'll let it wait and it's ready let us tell us when it's ready you know well there's there was a lot going on with you guys and uh, we'll get into this throughout the show uh, but uh you finally settled on your location on the east side of downtown. Yes, sir. Uh, where exactly are you guys going to be located? We are at the corner of Dallas and St. Emmanuel. Caddy Corner, Kitty Corner, where, depending on what part of the country you're from, to <laughs> Rodeo Goat. Uh, basically right across uh, 59 there from George R. Brown, walkable to Minute Maid, walkable to Toyota Center, walkable to Dynamo Stadium. So great spot. We love it. Um, building needed a lot of TLC, which I'm sure we may talk about a little bit as well, but that's what part of what took us a little while to get here. But uh, yeah, we love the location. Lots of, lots of great um, foot traffic around the area. Two blocks, not even two blocks from 8th Wonder. Yeah. We, it couldn't have been nicer. We're a great relationship with those guys. Um, yeah, we love the spot. Yeah, yeah that, that area, 
uh, you know, Eighth Wonder popped in there about now seven years ago, I think it was. Uh, they celebrated their seventh anniversary. Is that right? Eight? Eight. It was eight. there. Yeah, it was Ocho. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, uh, <clears throat> but now that area, like I say, you have Rodeo Goat right there, yeah. which really has some good burgers. Yeah. That's a pretty tasty yeah. place to go. If you never had we, a- uh We go there far too often. That's, yeah. that's our issue. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> We, uh, the other places, we got a truck yard right next to them. We got yeah. Vinny's across the street offering some pizza. We eat a lot of pizza and burgers yeah. uh, from, a good from diet, those though. locations. Yeah. And beer. Short term. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, it yeah. turns out they all go pretty well together. We're kind so. of on the one meal a day diet uh, uh, <laughs> these days, too. It's lunch and dinner kind of meld together when you're yeah. working at a brewery. So I don't feel so bad when I'm chowing down. No, that, but that area has, has kind of really become, like I said, a big uh, walkable area. Yeah. yeah. With Pitch 25 not far from you guys, right. Woodrose, Lucky's. I mean, all that's just yeah. right right there. Yeah, a little further from there, good friends are Sigma. Uh, yeah. As far as a brewing kind of corner goes, we really liked Ito uh, for kind of that. You know, yeah. we got, like I said, Eighth Wonder, Sigma, uh, Moon Tower Sudworks is down there. Um, they've got an event coming up that we're going to be involved in as well on the March time frame. Um, who else? Uh, Symbolic, who you had on here previously, they're in the area as well. So, um, you know, we're excited about just the area being kind of a beer-centric uh, brewery, you know, corridor and coming in and um, enjoying different styles of beer and the different flavors and, uh, you know, niches that we could all fill into that area. Yeah, that's one of the things that we, we talked about, I don't know, one of the shows uh, recently was how you go to other cities Portland, Denver, uh, Seattle, and there you can go, okay, let's go to this area because we can stop by like five breweries. Right. And just now slowly, you know, if you go to, like you said, now that we go to Eighth Wonder, you can stop by, there's several breweries, you know, go see you guys and even, you know, quick stop over to Sigma. Uh, Great Heights. Yeah, Great Heights, right across the street from uh, Walking Stick. Walking Stick. Yeah, that's another good little one. Mm-hmm. Eureka, not too far not from too far, there. Rash so. isn't too far from there either. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit further so north, but not too bad. Yeah, you know, they're starting to fill in these little holes. Yep. And that's going to be, sure. you know, like, I personally think if we had like 40 more breweries in Houston, it'd be pretty phenomenal. So um, Yeah, if we can get just a, a nice quarter, just all the way through. True, true to Houston's nature with... Just the sprawl, you know. We gotta, we gotta have pockets. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. here's the Edo pocket. Here's the Heights pocket. And you have to drive everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. But after so. you get there, I actually recommend that you Uber or find a uh, driver if you're gonna yeah, come to our location. Gotta start doing some brewery. For the hobby. record. <laughs> Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. We will get back. We'll talk more with True Anomaly Brewing, and we'll talk about the rice saison that we are drinking. Beautiful. All right, we'll be right back. Middle Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5% nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. You're listening to Photon Mechanics here on Drink of Ages Radio Show. Check box in the spot, rocking earth tones. Burst open with the first note in a fur coat. Behold, I behold, and it's golden on a mic that's hot to the touch. Giving me sight beyond sight, huh? Opportunities are few and far between, and I'm beginning to believe in the rhythm, the spirit, and it connected with everything. The 
it's everything I'm not saying, I'm just saying I got phase of control cause I'm so, so stunning And I'm quick to react when I hit the ground Running on an impulse, new mental state That's hurling on an object that's traveling in space It's like Alright, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show Hope everybody's having a great like night out there And we're hanging out at Drink of Ages Pub 1005 Wall Drive over at Montrose area Always delicious beers on tap. Uh, actually, man, tonight we had a, a little pork rib sandwich going on over there that was from, from Texas. The guys that do all the food over at Spindletop Brewery hanging out, making some really badass sandwiches. Chicharrones on it, cilantro, serranos, barbecue sauce. It was good, man. It was good. So. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about tasty sandwiches. Just tasty sandwiches, man. I started yeah. drifting off there for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> It'd be distracting. Drink of ages. That's where we are. And so we're just sitting around drinking beer with True Anomaly Brewing, which um, they are business and planning for quite some time. And now, now it's 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 about to happen. You know, about the ribbons about to be cut, the pints are about to start pouring out of the taps, and people are about to get served. That's right. It's amazing, man. No yeah. Anyway, yeah, we can't yeah. wait. We're we're super pumped to be uh, be part of the industry. Yeah. So we have Tom, Michael, and Ben hanging out with us. Uh, the first time we were kind of talking about this a little bit, but you guys came and hung out over on the old News Nine Two days in the studios over there. Uh, we met over at Buffalo Bayou, and it's like, man, brewery opening up. Come on, let's talk about it. Because I mean, honestly, at the time, there weren't that many breweries to talk to. So it was exciting, man. You guys are, you know, you guys plan together. Uh, it's been a long time planning. Yeah, ben, almost, ben, what was the, uh, yeah. when, when did we? Uh, 2013. 2013. 2013. And we were doing that collaboration <laughs> with Buff Brew, uh, with Xmas. Uh, Rasul and the Buff Brew guys have been great, uh, great, great helps to us. Uh, great, great opportunities for us to shadow them through opening that place. Um, and yeah, he's, we've been longtime friends ever since. But yeah, that's when we kind of, ran into you long long ago and it's it's funny to think about it at that time we were trying to figure out oh we're going to work on a business plan we've got a we got a plan in place here you were asking us like what are we going to be doing two years from now at that time and here we are five years later we're close we're, we're right on the cusp of it. Yeah, we finally made it so it is a long process i mean it's a lot of work the business plan is a lot of work finding the money is a lot of work finding the building gonna build out it's just it's a hell of a process it's yeah. been a great process it's been a lot of fun but yeah, it's just funny to, to think that we were talking to you five years ago about just getting started, and here yeah, we are. If you're, uh, if you're not passionate about it, don't do it. This isn't yeah. the uh, get-rich-quick scheme I'd no, go for. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's I'm going to be real honest with you. It's, long run. Uh, yeah, there's other plans. There's other other things you could be doing. Yeah, yeah there's a lot, a lot of roadway in this one. Yeah, and, uh, but you know, it all depends on what you want to be rich with. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, that's it's, true. It's, it's a lot of people make a lot of money that, that aren't very happy that's doing what point. they're doing. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you know, yes, you're cleaning kegs and mopping and cleaning and sanitizing and cleaning and sweating and maybe worked cleaning. 80 hours. Yeah. But, cleaning. you know, it's something you feel like doing, though. Yeah, it's, it's, more. It's, yeah it's a passion for sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, we grow up and everybody says, ah, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Well, it turns out that's a bunch of BS. Um, <laughs> you work do, harder. Do, do what you love, and it doesn't feel like work, for yes. sure. You're, you're willing to go back to it. It's on your mind. You're going to do that stuff anyway. So, sure, it's going to be a lot of work, but maybe it doesn't feel like work. And that's maybe what that's supposed that's, to mean, but it's going to be a lot of work. That's kind of how it went for us. I mean, we, we started out as homebrewers 12 years ago and just doing it for fun on the side. Then it kind of turned into 
a hobby slash like part-time like just uh, beer for weddings beer for chili cook-offs beer for whatever so you know sometimes people would ask for beer and be like oh god all right we got to brew beer for this event fine i guess we'll do it and slowly that just turned into a passion to where we're like well let's just turn this into a business that's about when we talked to you five years ago we're like ready to turn this into a business and then here we are so built that solid business plan had that ready to go and yeah that's what everybody's like oh yeah we said yeah. All right, what do we need to do first to get this business rolling? Well, you need to make a business plan. Yep. It has nothing to do with any of your business once you get started. But yeah, that's what you we know, heard. But at least this will be a line, you know, to be a, a path to kind of follow. And, you know, it, and it looks good to everybody else that's looking yeah, at it. Yeah, uh, it's hard to raise money without a business plan, yeah. right? So I, I would say for, you know, that's something you're interested in. When we went down that path, uh, we, we knew what we needed to raise um, based on what our performance and what our, our finances were telling us. And we built a business plan around what our vision was. And that process itself took about a year, quite honestly. Now, that being said, we all had other jobs. We were doing this you know, after hours, getting together, spending the extra 20, 40 hours a week over and beyond what our day jobs were. Um, and that takes a long time. You know, if you were... 100% in doing it every day, you could probably cut that down. But if you're going to go out and you're going to go raise money and you're going to go um, sell your idea of where you're going to be in the market and how what's going to make you different and how you're going to position yourself, it, it takes a lot of time to vet that all out and bounce it off of each other. And one of the advantages we have uh, with our kind of makeup is that there's four of us. Um, so there's a lot of pushback in areas that, you know, where one or two people might just kind of go along with and kind of group think with one another where somebody else comes in and throws out an adversary opinion that you have to take into consideration that you got to think about that you got to vet out there's a lot of different backgrounds and, and, you know, where we come from in life of, you know, married children, yada, yada. What happens when somebody passes, you know, weird shit that you wouldn't think about, but that you need, you need to quite honestly. And especially when you're going to raise money to convince other people that, you know, we know what we're doing and yep. we've got a good head of where we want to be going. And that took a lot longer than uh, we thought it was going to, you know, four or five years ago. But uh, you poked on the, the Buff Brew experience we had and, and uh, Ben talked about it a little bit. That's what gave us a lot of insight to help build that plan, to understand a little bit better distribution, a little, little better accounts. A little better about scaling up and you know cost of goods sold and everything else that you need to know that as a home brewer it's difficult to ascertain you know you just don't know what utilities might cost for a building until you go and investigate it work with some other brewers my biggest uh, piece of advice would if you're seriously considering this kind of thing is join TCBG join these uh, organizations of communities that can give you this kind of insight that is invaluable and we, we leaned heavily on it, not just with that experience, but with a number of the other breweries across Houston and across the state, quite honestly. We, we cannot be uh, you know, more appreciative of all the outreach and uh, give back that we've gotten in our, our road to getting to where we are today. It's a very helpful community, definitely. Uh, and yeah, I see it a lot. I've seen it for the last six years, uh, doing the radio show, just, just the support from one brewery to the next. And, and like you're saying, it just come up like, okay, I'm going to start a brewery. All right, let's start shopping equipment. But there's like eight 
million other things that you don't even think about. Oh, yeah. That, that if you try to do this stuff on your own. Yeah, Tom, talk about your internships, man. I mean, yeah. Just all the education that you got from that. Yeah, just pulling on what Doug said about how open this industry is. Yeah, I mean, I took a course for uh, Eastfield uh, College, Eastfield Community College in Dallas, proud alumni. Um, <laughs> took, my, took my course via correspondence. Uh, great experience, but the best thing I got out of it was honestly the internships. And um, yeah, did internships with uh, Eureka Heights, um, with Sigma, with Jester, and with um, let me, uh, Lone Pine. Lone Pine, thank you. <laughs> um, and then an informal internship, not official internship, with Great Heights. I mean, those guys, I gotta give those guys a shout. They've been a huge help to us. So Daily since. Daily. Essentially. Uh, yeah, daily. I, I email both Sigma and Great Heights or text them essentially daily. I was texting with Sean today. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a great industry. Um, people, I think some people in Houston who don't know what the beer industry is like in Denver or New York or LA or all these other big cities sometimes feel like Houston's getting a lot of breweries and might be getting close to saturation. I'm not there yet. I don't think we're that. I mean, I agree. There are a lot of breweries opening in Houston. That's great. I want to see them keep opening. This is the fourth largest city in the country on the way to being third from what I've heard. So if you look at the numbers of breweries here in Houston versus Chicago versus New York versus LA, we're not even close. I mean, Austin still has its beat. So, I mean, we're not there yet. Um, we got more to go. So, yeah, the industry has been great. My internships were great. Being able to brew on, this, uh, on these size um, uh, brew houses with other brewers has been invaluable. I mean, we did our first four brews, literally brewed four days in a row. And I wouldn't recommend a brand new brewer doing that, but it actually went okay. Like it unsupervised, really, unsupervised. You. Me yeah. and Duck, me, yeah. me and me and Duck uh, pulled it off. The, and the thing I well, we'll see. Is, uh, we'll see. As far as I'm aware, we didn't screw anything up. But <laughs> yeah, the beer is still developing. It's tasting good so yeah. far, but. But I think a big part of that was that you brewed on systems that were very oh, yeah. similar to the one we got, right? Yeah. So, like, we're on an alpha system out of Lincoln, Nebraska, 10 barrels, yeah. same powered system, two vessel, for those that are wondering. Uh, and Tom brewed on very similar systems. So, I mean, it wasn't walking in the dark and not knowing I mean, what got the owner's manual, like, halfway through. Hold on, what's this light mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it... Yeah, you need to have that practice, YouTube that input, videos. that YouTube, <laughs> there's a, there's a great YouTube video, a quick shout out to Jasper out of Brewer's Life on YouTube, like I'm not kidding, go check him out, if you if you want to get into the industry, go check out Brewer's Life on YouTube, no joke, it's good stuff, but yeah, no, I mean, brewing on those, on those machines, I knew how to do it, I mean, I, I, I'd never done it myself unsupervised, but I knew what I was doing, and I definitely would not recommend doing it if you, if you don't, because it's not going to go well <laughs> for you. Uh, and it's not even just that. I mean, you can make the beer, but then how do you clean it when you're done? I mean, like that, the cleaning process on a, on a brew house of that size is just something you need to understand what you're doing. If you don't clean it right, your brew the next day is going to be ruined. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of little things. And uh, all the other breweries out there that were so open with us, literally it was an open book. We never got turned away from anybody. I mean, the moment I hit somebody up, they emailed me back a few days later, and we're like, yeah, willing to help. So... Yeah, and, and we, we need to pay it forward. So we're here. If anyone in Neosop out there, let us know. We're, we're happy to help. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. And and eventually we're going to talk uh, about some of these beers that we're drinking. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we went through this Rice Day song, so I guess it wasn't half bad. What else we got on tap? Yeah. Uh, we, got, we, got others. we got others. All right, let's get another one of these on. Yeah, let's get another one and take a break. When we get back, we'll talk more True Anomaly. 
Hey, we're sitting here with Sean from Platypus, and man, I want to say congratulations on your anniversary. And man, I had some of that Space City Coconut Porter, 5.6%, delicious. I know you can find that around town. Well, something else popular that you guys do is the Surf and Turf Wednesday nights. Yes, I mean, Aussie in Texas, so what else would we do for a steak night but put a couple of prawns on it? So a 12-ounce uh, rib filet with uh, a couple of prawns and, and a pint of your choice, all for $20. And then what's the happy hour special you guys have? Yeah, every Thursday and Friday evening from 4 till 7 p.m. There'll be happy hour, some brew tours for those who are interested, and uh, come down and uh, enjoy. All right, stop by Platypus right here just off of Washington, real close to downtown. Come grab some pints and, man, grab a steak, some prawns. Human bombs, jumped on these building tops and all the guns they get. They can't stop the onslaught of the hate. Cause it's penetrating souls, all in the name of liberating foes. There were holes in the walls and the holes in corridors. You're listening to Photon Mechanics here on Drink of Ages Radio Show. The murderous thirst hate. We're burning flames, it's worst case, making the earth shake. And another bomb drops cause it's good for the economy. We are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Dittman, DJ Muskrat, our producer. Wearing a Squad and Molly shirt, man. Local crew. I like that. It's a good shirt, man. It was a good show. Always. Always. If you've never been on the Flog and Molly Cruise, uh, it's definitely one that you need to look into to go on. It's called the Salty Dog Cruise. It is a, it is a ridiculous amount of party and amazing just badass music just a bunch of punk bands and all this stuff's playing and you're on a cruise ship and it's the nicest people you'll ever meet everybody you run into they're just like just just exceptionally nice yeah and, and i mean it's the crowd that like i always hung cruise. out with you know the mohawks and tattoos and chains and all that stuff but you know for some reason when everybody's on a boat it's just like hey guys how's it let's drink some boat drinks you know? and, <laughs> and your family then, at that point yeah let's start a mosh pit but yeah, you know, it's alright. Get away. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a fun thing to do, and uh, yeah, just look it up. I don't know, Flog and Molly's always a great band, which is the actually the intro to this show is Flog and Molly. So, yep, Dave Full King circle. himself said, look at you. you know what, John, you can have this, you can have our song on your show." He didn't really say that, but <laughs> we use it anyway. One, yeah, another guy in Flog and Molly said, "Yeah, oh, that's fine. Go ahead, so <laughs> it works out." But uh, True Anomaly Brewing's as who's been hanging out here at Drinking Vegas Pub, Tom, Michael, and Ben. And we've gone through, went through that rye, your, your rye saison. That's right. Through the last couple segments. And, and that's a very tasty beer. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so rye saison, uh, it's actually kind of a throwback to our fourth, David, who unfortunately couldn't be here. Uh, the cool thing about kind of where we come from is a lot of these beers are kind of have some background or are tied to one of us in some way, shape, or form. Um, David's always been our, our rye man. So the rye saison, super dry, finishes close to zero in gravity. Um, it gets some Brett Brooks uh, after, after primary. Uh, we use French saison yeast with that, about 25% rye. The rest is basically Pilsner, a little bit of wheat thrown in there. Uh, it's actually the first beer that we uh, put in one of our fooders at the big brewery. So what we just had is kind of what we're looking to have come out of uh, one of our fooders here within the next couple of months. Um, a nice, lively, 
saison, uh, super dry with that rye sweetness behind it, with just that touch of bread character. Yeah, just a little, little bread, a little peppery, and little you, peppery. Get, you just get that natural fruit flavor yep. coming yep. in through that. So uh, we. That's just a good example of kind of what we're going for. With and we're going to have our fair share of clean beers, but coming out of that barrel room and kind of our, out of our fooders, we want to have some funk coming out of those, some sour coming out of those, just kind of keep that tap from turning over. So that's one of the beers that we're going to uh, go to relatively often. It's a good base for us. Um, and then what we're drinking right now, what we moved over to, is the uh, our Belgian Brut. And I know right now, Brute IPAs are all the rage. This is a not a Brute IPA. We were brewing Brutes before that was cool. This is just a, a truly uh, Belgian. We used a Trappist high-gravity yeast with this. Uh, basically, it's kind of a Belgian Golden Strong with a little bit of little bit more caramel flavor to it. And then we age it in a uh, port or brandy barrel or both and blend back into that. So this is going to be part of our barrel repertoire at the brewery. Um, one of those occasion beers, one of those big Belgian strong beers that we're going to bottle and um, and have available for uh, you know your enjoyment. Yeah, I, I, over I'd say the past few years we tried this over uh, port, brandy, sherry, cognac, um, all in family of uh, a little bit more of a wine character to it. Yeah. Um, this uh, this beer's. Uh, 10, 11 percent or so. It's, uh, it's it literally finishes close to zero. Um, it has a, a very very dry finish. It uh, very very low on the IBU count. Um, really just trying to accentuate um, the the barrel age itself um, and the, the um, clean. But it still holds the, those characteristics, you know, from the the Belgian beers. Yeah, it's still got that you know kind of that dark stone fruit flavor to it. A little raisin, a little biscuit biscuit flavor to it um, definitely holds up yeah can age it forever yep oh yeah it'll yeah, age. That's actually age yes yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a great one to pick up hold on to like Tom said for that occasion well you buy four yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead yeah. and just buy four What's of a quarter? Them. drink one now yeah. <laughs> that's right and then yeah just try them out over every the year two years buy four two to four years <laughs> I understand yeah. So yeah, that's uh, a lot of beers. Uh, that's what we do. You know, it's like we have last year's to go with this year's, but then there's one from this year gets put away for next year. Yeah, and, I love yeah, that. Just kind of compare the two and see how the changes go. But before, before I mean, a lot of people don't know what a fooder is. Sure. So, yeah. So a fooder is basically a large glorified barrel uh, on its on its end. So if you imagine what most barrels look like when they're holding wine. They're horizontal, right? So a fooder is vertical and huge. Um, they come from the wine industry. They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Um, ours is 12 barrels, so well, 10 barrels is 310 gallons. So 12 barrels is basically close to 400 gallons, somewhere in there. A little less. Um, and yeah, so it gives us the room to basically brew a 10-barrel batch of beer and have enough headspace in that fooder to actually ferment in the fooder. Um, so we want to do active fermentations in the fooder. The fooder allows the wood, it's, it uh, allows a little bit of oxygen in. So typically when you're brewing a clean beer, you oxygenate your wort at the very beginning because yeast needs oxygen to properly kick off their fermentation cycle. And then after that, you want to avoid oxygen at all costs. Oxygen is the enemy, enemy of beer. It's definitely the enemy of all IPAs. Uh, it does, does horrible things to hop flavors. but when you're brewing a sour or a wild ale, where you've got bacteria and mixed cultures going on, a little bit of oxygen, just a little bit, 
is a good thing. It helps create those funky flavors, those sour flavors. So these fooders for us are a way to allow just the right amount of oxygen in, get those flavors that you can't find anywhere else. And um, and they look beautiful through our taproom yeah. windows uh, to boot. Add, so, add complexity yeah. to the beer and, and yeah. visual aesthetics to <laughs> everybody on the other side of the glass there. Yeah. So we love them. We, uh, I'm, I'm already obsessed with them. Uh, we've got, like I said, we already have two beers fermenting in those things. One's the rye saison. The other's the, another a wild IPA. Um, yeah. We, we can't wait to, to be turning beers over in those things. And, and you know, uh, we think it's one of the things that makes us unique to, to the Houston beer uh, brewery industry yeah it's definitely something that nobody else is doing and or they're doing it at a whole different scale and one-offs or something like that and so when you guys open up uh hopefully in the next couple weeks what what beers are going to be on tap and what's going to be available yeah so uh so right now tom's talked about like what we or you know the number of days of brewed and how intense we've been uh we have a uh, a grisette uh that we're gonna do some fun stuff with um uh, it's, we're going to have a straight grisette or kind of uh, a table beer, if you will. Um, it's very low in alcohol. It's 4.5% or so. Uh, light on the IBUs. Very clean. Um, uh, and then we're going to take uh, about half that. We're going to dry hop it with some Nelson Salvin and some Hollatower Blanc uh, to impart a little bit more of that white wine character and aroma and flavor in there. Um, and then, So you should see both of those here in the next couple of weeks when, when we get to open. Uh, same thing with our IPA. So we do more West Coast uh, style IPA. Uh, more, tra- if you remember uh, Aaron Bastard and the West Coast craze and all that. Um, I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I miss those a lot. Come visit the brewery. Yeah. So we've got uh, all the sea hops you can uh, you can manage. We shoved in this beer. Uh, it's got a good bittering element, uh, complemented by strong citrus and uh, floral aromas there. Uh, so if that's what you miss, come come check us out. We're gonna have a little bit of that to wet your palate. Uh, you should see those in the next few weeks uh, as we open up that. Uh, we have a, a Saison that will be coming in uh, shortly thereafter. Some of the beers that Tom talked about uh, with uh, the Wild IPA and the uh, Rye Saison, those are just going to take a little longer. Again, we got to let the beer talk to us a little bit and when that's ready to uh, either bottle condition or, or bring over to the tap room. Um, what are some of the other things for? Yeah, for well, real quick, I'm going to go back to the IPA just for a second. So our house IPA, uh, Duck was talking about West Coast style with all the sea hops, kind of, you know, throw back to the early aughts or whatever. But I was mentioning how a lot of the beers we have are kind of tied to one of the individuals in our in our crew here. And Ben was one of the first to, to figure out, at least as far as I'm aware, that IPAs do really well with English ale yeasts. So all this Northeast craze, right? It's all English ale yeast. So basically what we brew is a West Coast style IPA with an English ale yeast, and that's thanks to Ben. So that's what we're brewing giving right now. Giving away the secret sauce. Huh? Giving away the secret sauce. I know, I'm giving it away, <laughs> sorry. It's, there, there's no secrets in this industry, or maybe there are, I don't know. No, we're pretty transparent. Nah. I mean, uh, so that's, that's what we're brewing shot. right now. It's essentially a West Coast IPA with an English ale yeast, which is why I call it a house IPA. It's kind of hard to characterize. Um, and then the other thing we just boiled today actually was the Berliner. So we actually have a Berliner already in the in the in the uh, fermenter. We got it into the boil kettle, pitched the lacto. God, not last night, but the night before. No. No, last night. Bro. Last night. I mean, this thing went from 5.4 pH to 3.2 in 18 hours. So it's nice and tart. We boiled it. It's in the fermenter right now. So that should be another beer that's coming in the next couple of weeks, too. Right. Yeah. And that's another one that we're going to split off. We're going to yep. have uh, the straight Berliner and then do another part of that with uh, grapefruit and blood orange. Yep. So uh, fruit it up a little bit and give you a different variety of uh, little, little, little 
tart deliciousness, which kind of go. It's a hot side sour, right? So we're still kind of venturing into some different styles that you might see more commonly around, right? Right. Yeah. And we had a really fun spot in the process of development here where we're learning each day we come in like these guys hearing their story talking about coming in this morning being like oh my gosh this this thing has dropped in ph way more than we expected today's boil day we weren't supposed to boil today we're planning to boil tomorrow we're boiling today so you know duck mentioned uh actually listening to the beer you know when the beer tells us we need to do the next step we need to do the next step it's just it's it's a lot of fun to to, to, to go through that process with, with the liquids that we're making. So I think it's it's very confident of us for us to name like the five or so products that we have in the queue right now. Like those are going to be here in a few weeks. Don't yeah. be surprised if, if in a few one weeks, when we, yeah, if one of them yeah, disappears, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they, they we're still it. learning. So Yeah, the beer, beer told us it wasn't ready yet. That's exactly. right. Yeah. So beer told us go away not for, so much. For another yeah. week. Yeah. We're learning, so, uh, but we're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, you guys want to just try to keep it in the tap room in the beginning or try to start uh, some distro out to bars like Drink of Ages? Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, yeah, so um, we, we are very tap room focused. So uh, we uh, highlighted area or location over in the East End uh, right on the other side, Georgia Brown, all the assets that are kind of around us and all the foot traffic that's already there. Uh, we were very intentional in our location there because we really wanted to drive people into the tap room. Uh, we really want to offer a product that's as fresh as possible. So when we go from uh, end of fermentation into the bright tank, we serve off of that very bright tank into the tap. It's straight line through a trunk line into our tap, into your glass. Literally the freshest beer you can get. There's no fewer steps that we could take yep. to get into your into your glass uh so we're, we're very uh excited about that um the uh distribution will be uh, pretty limited on the front end we're really looking to enter into some uh, more traditional beer bars that are uh centric to uh purveyors of our industry already uh, and that's really to try to help drive uh, some of our traffic back to the, the brew house uh as uh tom's highlighted a couple times we're really interested in doing more one-offs, experimental beers, venturing into the uh, the sour, wild, mixed fermentation, uh, a number of cleans as well. But our ability to serve it straight from the tap room and get that user feedback and, you know, explain the beer, talk about the beer, love the beer, and then see if you like it or don't, great. We can help tweak the wet recipe. We can maybe scratch it off the list. We can make another batch, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's our main focus is really pushing it through the tap room. But uh, happy to help distribute to our friends over at Drink of Ages. I think Drink of uh, Ages gives, is a beer bar, right? It's Are a beer we at a beer bar? Yeah, 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 it's, it's I'm not one so of the sure. very few beer bars left in the Houston 32, area. Yeah. 32 taps? 32 taps. 32 taps. 32 I think that qualifies taps. as a beer bar. Yeah. So yeah, we, and, we, and we're going to self-distribute. So we're we're going to do this all on our own. We went through the TABC licensing process, and we wrote in Tom's uh, SUV as a as a beer transportation uh, vehicle. So, so currently uh, we have the only, we have the authority, uh, yeah, licensed vehicle to be transporting <laughs> beverages. So right there with the baby seed and like uh, all the yeah, other, the rest else, of life yeah. that's still everything. in that. Well, there, vehicle. there's a few breweries that come by here that will have kids in the back seat at times. Yeah, just making deliveries. I'll yeah, bet. Just the way the way it works out. And one more shout out to a to a brewery local to us that's also helped us out a ton, and that's Holler Brewing. Um, and they, you know, they they were the inspiration behind the let's use our own personal SUV to drive beer around town. They've been doing that great. Speaking so. of babies, they got yeah, a brand new Speaking of one. babies, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. To Holler. Congrats to those guys. Catherineator sure. is on tap yes. at uh, at that's Holler. Right. That's yeah. right. 
Okay, and not missing a beat. Like, no, keeping it so, not at all. You know. Speaking of, well, I'll just use the what a segue. Holler is providing us the Daisy Chain yeasts. Uh, oh, that's right for, for Daisy, Daisy Chain, Chain coming project. up. That's right. So that the next beer going into our fooder, after our probably, I think the Wild APA is going to be ready first. Don't correct me again, Tom. Uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, duly noted. He's in charge of the beer. Uh, <laughs> so the next well, beer going, like into, the 11, next beer going into one of our fooders, we're not sure which, is the Daisy Chain, uh, and we're getting our yeast from Holler uh, for that. So super cool project that. Um, Southern Star started. Sam on a Southern Star, great idea. Basically, start they, they brew a big batch of beer and they start distributing yeast to all the other breweries in Houston, and it just kind of it like arteries and and it just gets through all Houston, and we all share yeast, and it's a really super cool project. We're thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, this we is wanted, year two of it. Correct? Year two of year it. Year two. We year two. We wanted to be part of it last year. Obviously, we weren't quite ready yet. Um, I I believe, and I. I as far as I'm aware, it is the largest collaborative yeast share project in the world. I don't. I don't see know how many of those there are. Yeah. But Let's just claim that to be fact. Let's just claim that. No to one be will fact. look that up. And uh, and to add on to that, I think we're the first wild to. So uh, well, I don't. Oh no. no? Uh, you might be right. I'm not positive about that. Let me correct you. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Sigma? What do you know, John? What do we know? A wild one. I think Sigma did a wild one last, last year. year. Did they? I think they did. Those anyway, regardless, I will tell you this. Accident. We are the first one to put this yeast into a fooder. I can guarantee you that. I would have. Yes, I would say yeah. definitely so that. We're, we're gonna put this yeast into a fooder that's already infected with all sorts of our stuff, and uh, make a beer out of it. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna have stuff not infected. We're going to have a... It's, um, it's, it's flavored and touched flavored. by all of our beautiful things. Exactly, touched. by yes. our nice bacteria and all yes. the other funky stuff floating yeah, around yeah, in the Houston yeah. I call it infected because that's... It's, it's well, I, yeah. I understand. That maybe it, has a negative connotation. <laughs> we, we've seen a few movies where the infection doesn't play out very well. Yeah. For some, it's airborne. I love me a good infected beer, but... <laughs> but, you know, it only shows that side of the people that are not infected. Maybe if you are infected, maybe it's actually beautiful. You just yeah. see rainbows and... Yeah, and it's humans all taste. point of view. It's all yeah, about point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the premise I am legend? True Anomaly Brewing. Look them up Facebook. That's where Facebook, Instagram, all the social media sites. And yes, that's sir. where yep. you will find when the exact date's going to be. And, man, come out there. I'll be sitting at a bar stool. So come join me and drink some of these really fantastic beers. So, yeah, the beers we had, guys, were, were delicious. Very tasty. All right, Thanks. True Anomaly Brewing. Look Cheers. them up. Sign up, like them, follow them, all those great things you do on social media. Poke them. <laughs> Say wave at them. I think you wave now. Yeah, all these things. But uh, we Come get see back. Us. Yeah. Uh, Photon Mechanics. My buddy's uh, playing some badass music that you've been listening to throughout the breaks. They will be here shortly. Bring your pictures right back. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cast Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cast Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin sackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com 
What kind of life would they sell you? What kind of lies would compel you? It's about control, but nobody tells you. You're listening to Photon Mechanics here so on Drink of Aiden Radio Show. Controlling you. Things just ain't the same in my neighborhood. It used to be okay, but now this place is full of crooks, man. Everywhere I look, I see the streets are steady changing. Drugs exchanging hands, little kids are gang banging. Undercover cops with them blocks and the jack straps. And they crack, we need a bus back On the block, where it's hot as we're a post up Choking on the gun, smoke that biggie spoke up So choke something, chop it up and sell it And no one calls the cops, so who the hell they're telling There were predators in play Alright, we are Drink of Ages Radio Show Hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub uh, I want to thank True Anomaly Brewing for the last couple segments And the beers they brought, you know, for us to drink um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for them to open up, man Those beers were pretty excellent and so just look for True Anomaly Brewing, Facebook, and all those other places. And and their grand opening is, well, soft opening. Yeah, we all like soft openings. So it's you know, a couple weeks from now, you know, then we'll all show up. Who and, doesn't uh, like a soft opening? Who doesn't I like mean, a soft opening? I, I, I feel so, it. But now, now, you know, uh, now we have the Photon Mechanics. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, How you doing? Music you've been listening to throughout the whole show. Uh, I'm sure by now you've already looked them up. Started following them on Facebook, Instagram, Reverb Nation. All that stuff. All yeah, that. All that so stuff. far, so good. And so, we have Mike Garcia. Hey, hey. Mike Gilbreth. Hey, you Michael doing? Duncan hanging out. We got all the mics on deck. All the, all mic. the mics. Mike and Mike and Mike. Thanks and for having us, John. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Shout out John Denman. Yeah, Shout out Drinking Bages. Shout out DJ Muscratch. What's up? Uh, What's well, up? Well, you know when uh, when uh, Garcia and Gilbreth and I we go we go pretty far back and and growing up together. Back. Yeah, uh, really good times and heard some stories. Yeah, you know what? People don't believe me that I know you. <laughs> we have a mutual friend in common, my buddy Dave, and like he knows you through different channels, and he was like. Uh, yeah, I know this guy. It's like, oh yeah, that's my buddy from high school. And since I kind of got a baby face going on, and you look like Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard, like that's what I'm working like, on, man. There's no way you went to high school with Old Man River, dude. Like, right. like, I'm like, no, no, like seriously, we go way back. It's like he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Quit trying to name. You John. don't look like, that like, young. Seriously, no, John But when exactly did you decide? Okay, I want to look like Uncle Jesse. <laughs> When, when did that happen? Because the thing is, the thing is, when I tell people that I meet like in the last five or six years, I tell people I'm like, no, this used to be red. <laughs> it used to have long red hair, a big red, you know, red beard, and all that. And they're like, no, man. I'm like, no, seriously. It, it, well, it, the problem is they don't really have just for men red. You know, they have like just for men. Black or yeah, a touch of gray, yeah, yeah. but they don't have touch of red. Yeah, man. And if they had that, it's a ginger conspiracy, man. Ginger, yeah, you need the ginger. Trying to pick chicks up, or you know, if I, if I you know, because uh, even with the white beard, I got to kick them off of me all the time. You know, but it's it's the thing is, about the, yeah, you know, it's it's right around my kids when they got a little bit older. All of a sudden, it just was like, hey, look, hi, there's a little bit, boom, and, it, and there it was. <laughs> and at this point in my life, it's like, 
Yeah, I've been married for a long time. He went from 20 yeah, to 85. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I still have the rock and body, though. So, so, so I have, that's, well, that's all okay. that so I, have one, I have one question. At what age do you start becoming the neighborhood Santa? <laughs> I, I, so this every year at Christmas, come, you know, of course, they're like, hey, man, you going to be Santa this year? And I'm like, <laughs> I, at my age, man, I, I don't feel like... I should be Santa. No, uh, no. Not with I, that six-pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fit. not even right. right. I mean, certain calendars, I could work it. Yeah, right. I'd be like right, a right, fireman right. calendar. Or, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, if I, you know, for photo shoots and um, Santa, you know, I mean, certain Santa, magazines, Santa I would you right. be Santa. Sit yeah. on my lap, you know, kind right. of thing. But um, Sexy Santa. Sexy Santa. So they're wondering probably, like, are are, you, are these guys in a band or they're just going to just talk about No, no. I know we're about the band. So we used to listen to a whole lot of music together. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about beer first for a second. Right. Can we talk? Okay. Because we all enjoy beer. Right. You drink yeah, beer yeah. Good. on a regular basis, I, I assume. <laughs> Once a week. Once, Once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds about right. What I, dream I had a question that I kind of thought of on the way up here. It's kind of, I've been mulling over about the craft beer industry. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like, we agree, right? Do you feel like it's kind of plateauing right now? Because I feel like the IPA craze was real big for like a while and everybody was pumping IPAs and then that kind of died down and then there was like okay sours for a little bit and that's kind of is it uh, feel like it's leveling off there's or? always going to be a new style that pops out that everybody is going to go crazy for but everybody thinks brewed IPA is going to be the this year everybody's going to go crazy brewed IPAs yeah. uh, but at the end of the day a lot of people just like to drink really good beers and yeah. regardless of what the latest what they call trends you know or whatever may be you're still going to sit back and go you know what i want to get that barrel aged stout because that's what i like to drink yeah. i want to drink a west coast danky ipa because that's what i feel like drinking i'm in the mood for a sour that's what so even though i don't i think we're far from plateauing and as the last couple of years have shown the uh, the, uh, the creativity of, of what these breweries are coming up with yeah. is has just been insane. So they're doing some nuts B-52. stuff. They're doing, man. Yeah, B-52. every weekend they got a new release. Yep, <laughs> something different. Uh, what Ingenious is doing and on board. Yeah, it's just it's just different things. Spindle Tap making all these like hazy IPAs. Everybody's like, oh, that's a fad. Have you that's heard of pa- Have you heard of Patience Brewing? Yeah. So that's my buddy Jonathan, and he's starting up, and they're doing good now. And man, crazy, crazy business model too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, yeah. There's certain beers, there always be a small group of people that really jump on the trends. But at the end of the day, what needs to happen is everybody just go drink a beer that they feel like drinking, yeah, and yeah, quit yeah. worrying about. Yeah, you know, trends or fads or if it, if this brewery is making a really good beer, then support that brewery. Uh, whether it's from Houston or San Antonio, Austin or yeah. Portland, yeah. You know, if they're if we were able to drink a good beer, then just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, like we talked about this even before the program, like describe the band, and you're like, oh, that's the worst question anybody oh, man, can in ask. In all me right honesty, now, and you hate to say, well, but honestly, you have to come experience it because. We come from so many different backgrounds, and it is just an experience of music. It's rock, jazz, hip-hop, 
I mean, it's it's so many different things. We hope that the experience live is what it's all about. And I think that's for us and for me as a musician, that's what it's about, playing live. That's the thrill of jumping out of the airplane, right? But yeah, but you still you're still going to come in contact with people that's never heard you and they're going to ask you, sure. "What do you sound, sound like? like?" So what do you say? Like that's It's so tough. What um. if what do you if somebody were to ask, "You've heard us play, man. What what would how would you describe us?" I'd describe I'd describe you as a little funk background, uh, pretty hard rip driven hip hop band. I think that's fair. So that's fair. The problem is I'm 40 years old, and when I say, "Hey, I'm in a hip hop band," like it's you get a weird reaction from people right. that are like my age. It's right. like people have like this perception or concept of what hip hop is and what what and where do you like? Are you trying to be one of these rapper well, guys? Like I don't. Hip-hop, I'm not. My lyrics are not about know? like. How many guns I got, or how flashy my car is, or how well, you, you got know. a lot of neck tattoos, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. <laughs> well, that one's kind of transcended a bunch of genres. <laughs> so, I mean, I started punk and definitely, you know, moved on. But what is hip? I mean, hip hop to me, it's just weird. It's like, it's it, like you every, say hip hop, and then somebody has like an well, idea they, of it, and, and I'm not like saying it's bad. Like, somebody's first yeah. impression of hip hop when you just say hip hop. They're going to think Tupac, or they're going to think Biggie. But would you say we are that? Like, no. So it doesn't, it's it's hard to, like, encapsulate. If I were to say it, in all honesty, it's like, we're, like, DJ Muskratch live. Yeah, that's but perfect. But it's easy to say, but you have to come hear it. Yeah, it right? It's not easy. It's really like, eclectic. The word hip-hop, it, it, it means so many different things to different people. Well, the best thing to do is to roll out. Trick of Ages, there Saturday, tomorrow night. Uh, come up here at 8 o'clock and come experience this for yourself. So live, it. live it. Live it, drink it, suck it all in. Here it is. That's what's up. <laughs> so, That's what's up. Man, Photon Mechanics, look them up. Uh, man, Reverb Nation, you can hear all their songs, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. Uh, just if you type in Photon Mechanics, you might learn something. We on and the gram, we on Craigslist. Yes. We, we Man, are I've, all I've Googled Photon Mechanics and Pinterest, our music check come us out. Up and you're right, I've learned a lot too. So <laughs> there's just been amazing, amazing and, things and you, from the word Photon you Mechanics. Go to, your, um, yeah, yes. go to your incognito browser and type Tumblr, in Photon Mechanics, mechanics. Nude. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. You can't go wrong at there's, work with that. You're good. Just Google it. All right, well, appreciate you guys hanging out, man. Thanks We've been for out of beer us, for, for a long us. time. I know, so. you should buy us around. Yeah, yeah, I got this. Well, let's uh, wrap this up. And, man, thank you guys for coming in. Photon Mechanics, playing here tomorrow night, Saturday night at Drink of Ages Pub. Come by and hang out and check us out. Uh, one thing, True Anomaly Brewing Company for thank stopping you, by man. and hanging Woo! out with us as yes. well, man. Congratulations, I got to commend you on... All the preparation and all the work that you do before this. I'm this, sure you had a bunch of questions lined up that I know, we just it totally like ruined. I just winged I this show because I'm sorry it's, for derailing it's just everything. natural, but I spent a lot of time working. He oh, did. No. He did some deep work. I wanted to like find out about really. like some deep, this deep. Drink of Ada show. I, it's totally so, sincere. I know you had a bunch of questions. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff goes into making this show. And I appreciate you guys stopping by. Check them out online and let's do them. Definitely go see a live show. I mean, just just go 
enjoy some live music this weekend. Please. Yeah. And don't even if you've never heard of back. the band, just yep. go to your favorite bar if there has, happens to be a band playing. Exactly. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. I go to drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, all over the internet. Uh, go to Drink of Ages. You get to see this beautiful white beard if you look up images. And Santa go Claus to, with a six pack. Yep. Go to the incognito page and then type in Drink of Ages. I'm just joking. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might see more of me than you want to. But there's take, still some red in there. There's still some red in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, go pick up, man. Go, no level brewing company that's squeezing twists. Under 5%, drink it all day long, man. It's absolutely delicious. IPA, session beer. Go out and try some if you hadn't. You can get it in cans, six-pack cans, and you can get on draft here at Drink Vegas Pub. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody be safe. Go Rockets. Talk to everybody next week.